0: When are we going to get wireless power? And also... Like here specifically or in, in the world? Well, in the world would be a good start. You know that I'd be an early adopter. You would be. Just like... I'm like the Angelina Jolie of technical <laughs> devices. She's got another Pokemon now. Really? Yeah. Is she's that what a- we're
1: calling it these days? No,
0: I call it that because I saw a thing online where somebody said, Angelina, please... Children from third world country are not Pokemons. You don't have to collect them all because she's adopted like a fifth.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's good. If she's adopting orphans and giving them a better life, then... It's good to see at least one celebrity where
1: you're like, well, I can see where your billions of dollars are going. That's nice. Giving kids lives and things.
0: Yeah, it's a nice change from, oh, you bloody... Did a heap of crack and then uh, just crashed your car into a telephone pole.
1: Well, given Angelina Jolie's history, she could have easily gone down the sort of uh, Mike Tyson route and just spent it all (laughs) on tiger fights or something. (laughs) 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 Going to get a tattoo
0: on my face of my career dying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Mike Tyson. I hope he listens to the show.
1: Yeah. It's, fun. it's one of those things, that like, as a kid, you see them and they like, make all this money and then they lose it all. Yeah. And you're like, how does that happen? How can you possibly be that derelict? And then as you get older, you're like, oh, no. Nah, i get it. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think if I woke up tomorrow, if something happened and I had suddenly had $2 million, by the end of the day, I would have at best like $175. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd have the
0: best comic and DVD collection ever though. That's right. Just strutting down the street in my solid gold pants. <laughs> can you lead it off today? I was going to like try and point us at a topic, but I've decided we can do some role reversal thing and you can just... I'm in charge of segways. You can steer. Bam. Baby, stab it and steer. It's from a Nick Cage movie. It's not dirty.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it is though. <laughs> uh, well, if we're in charge of segways, we're all ruined. But let me uh, swing over to the topic at hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. boom. You and I have now both seen The Amazing Spider-Man 2, The Electric Boogaloo.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure that that's what it was called, but... I've decided it is. It should have been. Uh, You went and saw it
1: pretty immediately after release? I
0: I did. I uh, put all plans on hold. Yep. Uh, I happened to be in Wagga for the weekend, Mm -hmm. visiting uh, some friends and also... Tearing it up at the Thirsty Crow, which yep. we've mentioned on the show before. Friend of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which is obviously a term we use for things we like who don't know who we are. <laughs> a fit, look, I would call it official Wagga drinking establishment of Level 30. Yeah. If yeah. that's not an endorsement, I don't know what is. <laughs> the tenders are in. <laughs> <laughs> So I went to the cinema in Wagga yeah, yeah. and went by myself which I don't have a problem with. But do you have a problem with going to the cinema by yourself? No man, when I get to my story about seeing Spider-Man, I'm going to talk about that a bit. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Cuz people go what you went you went to the movies by yourself. It's a weird thing, right? I yeah, it's I, like I do all the time. I don't <laughs> want to, does that Make me sound sad. Send sympathy notes to Justin at level thirty dot net. I get. Oh,
1: I was going to ask you about this because I get oddly excited when I think about the opportunity to go to the cinema of myself. Because I th- I plan out my food court lunch and what I'm going <laughs> to eat, and no one can tell me what time I have to be home. Yep, and it's just all very exciting, and it's. The most solitary pastime ever. Like, you sit in a dark room and look forward. And if you had someone
0: with you and you talk to them, yeah. everyone else would fucking hate you. I've never. So under- why do you need another person? I've never Where understood does my go? going to the movies as a date. Like, yeah. I get that, you know, people want to make out in the back row and, and stuff like that. But I, I, these days, <laughs> before. What's that thing called? The series of interconnected tubes? Before the internet. Yeah. I used to go to the cinema and see pretty much everything. Yeah. And, you know, that was because I had a TV the size of a postage stamp as well. (laughs) Now that I've got a giant TV and a giant sound system and stuff like that, I only go to the movies to watch stuff that needs to be the cinema experience. Boom. I don't want to go... To a date on those I don't want to make out What if I miss a scene of Spider-Man fighting the Green Goblin Or something Exactly Relationship ruined date one Exactly And I will hold it against that person For forever So I never forgive you For making me miss that frame Of exciting comic book entertainment Yeah So I I did go into the To the movies by myself Especially to see things like Spider-Man
1: Maybe it says something about me again But I always thought the The movie was the perfect first date Because it means that you can Accelerate ...towards the end of the evening. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when... If it's like dinner and a movie... ...like you, you go to dinner... ...and then you see a film... yeah, ...and then you go home... ...like to my mind it was like... ...you have dinner for a couple of hours... ...and then if things are going well that's cool... ...but if they're going poorly... ...at least you can just sh- fucking shut that down and for two sit hours. Sit in
0: silence for two and a half hours. Yep. With,
1: yep, okay. And it generate ...like you've got two hours where you don't have to make any conversation... ...if that's going poorly... Yeah. ...and then on the way home... Uh, you can just spam out quotes from the film and then be like, peace out, that was not that great. And if, you come out, and if it's going well, then you walk out and go, should we get a drink or something? That's but I don't it. know, I've never been on a date. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, what's the Warga cinema like? It's pretty good. Yeah? It's pretty good. I think it's got six six theatres in there, maybe seven. Nice. Um, comfy seats. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> just added to the list. Actually, I've got a. Let me sidetrack for a second You know how on Twitter uh, there's the concept of lists And people will put you on a list for, You know, we might be on a list for Australian podcasts Or or whatever That's right We're not on a list for Australian podcasts Let me tell you what we are on a list for That I only found out last night Which I'm very excited about Yep, worried uh, Is uh, LGBT media Really? Yep Amazing. For those who don't know what LGBT is, open your mind, for one. For two, it's lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender. transgender. <sighs> almost uh, that would almost be, slipped up then. That would, that have would been be awkward. created by a user? Yes. Someone's put us in that umbrella? Yeah. So, I've sort of had a look at all the other people on the list and, yeah. you know, there's some relatively prolific... Uh, in, in terms of social media interaction, anyway, people involved in the the arts industry, yeah, uh, who you know create music or movies or or writers or whatever, and then bang, level thirty podcast. Yeah, he's saying
1: that we're apart from those people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we're smack bang in the middle. All these
1: impressive artistic we're people, a- <laughs> and then us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Banging on about how to have a well, date look, that you've never been on. I was talking to someone about it last night and they said, oh, are, you, are you bothered by that? And I said, well, no, that's awesome. Not really. I'm actually more bothered by the fact that they consider us to be media than <laughs> they consider <laughs> us to be LGBT. Yeah, there's not a LGBT fucking around list, I
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, that's No, uh, that's proper badge of honour territory. Should we try to veer back towards Spider-Man? Let's get there. So you went... Wagga Cinema. Yeah. Counts, you, you pushed life in the face. Pretty much. Into the gutter and watched Spider Man. I would have
0: gone the Thursday night it came out, except I was on a plane. Yeah. And you asked them politely <laughs> yeah. to screen the film. And they said, we don't actually have any screens on this because it's a regional express flight. Yeah. <laughs> Kicking off an hour long rant about media control laws.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, unfortunately, I think the, yeah, it came out on the Thursday and shortly after I. Uh, drove away for a two-week holiday, yep. which was delightful. Uh, and it meant that I went and watched it, well, yesterday. <laughs> but I always get weirded out talking
0: about dates because this will come out some future time. Hang on, I can do the maths. You watched it four days ago from when you're hearing this, people.
1: Yeah, Shazam. But it was like two weeks after it had come out. Um, but I'd been out in the bush uh, with no internet So I hadn't seen any reviews Except for yours Which was colourful um, And uh, I went there at 10am On a Friday, Friday morning yep. Got there at like 10 to 10 Whole place closed <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Had to wait around Until they opened the doors And one like guy Who was just You could tell I suspect there must be a cinema culture thing where they have that ten AM screening of everything, yeah, and they just hope to God that no one comes. Like yep. that's probably their cleaning time or whatever. Yeah, like our real people are at work. Yeah, and so I rock up there looking like a did, per, like did you cosplay? No, <laughs> my cosplay is a shambling mess of a human being. <laughs> uh, I did. It's a there stretch. Was, it was screening at the High Point Shopping Centre. Yep. And at Melbourne Central in the CBD. Yep. And I chose High Point because I thought. No one expects me to shower before I go to see a film at High Point. In the city, I might see some fashionistas or something. But yeah. out at
0: High Point, everything's sweet. I quite like the cinema at High Point. It's, it's a good jam. We, we went and saw Star Trek there. Yeah. And something else, which uh, I can't remember what it was, so it must have been shit. I went and
1: saw something there with uh, Eileen and Nick, and we got out at like 1am, and it was a bit... Scary (laughs) walking to a car, (laughs) but yeah, I only stepped on three syringes. Exactly, and I get in the cinema, and it's just empty. It was just me. Nice. So not only did I go alone, but I was alone. (laughs) (laughs) And about halfway through, I just swapped chairs because I could. Like I just well, that's it. I put my feet up, had a blast, did lots of like really conspicuous stretches, like put above my head. Like oh (laughs) man, I just got my hands up because I can. Like I hope there's no I went to uh run out to the bathroom halfway through just as the attendant came by, yeah, and as I was leaving, and I thought I need to make myself known to this guy because I'm worried I'll come back and I'll have just switched it Turned off. the
0: movie off to <laughs>
1: conserve power uh so I like and then it just became this creepy. Like two men standing on opposite sides of an empty cinema with Spider Man, <laughs> Amazing Spider Man 2 playing, with me pantomime waving, trying to communicate. <laughs> I'm just going to the labs, but I'll be super quick because I, I am enjoying it. Please continue the film. And him, I think his suggestion was just, for Christ's sake, leave me alone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's 10 o'clock. I'm not ready to deal with you.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, successfully watched the film to completion, I would say. Well, that's good. Yeah.
0: Do you, just before we do dive into the film, yeah. <laughs> on the topic of so empty cinemas, of oh, so good. Yeah. I like to do that thing, and I think I've seen you do this as well. In fact, I think I may have even picked this trick up from you. Yeah. Is when you walk into a cinema or some sort of restaurant or whatever, and there's only sort of one or two other people in there, yeah. and you realize you've got your pick of, you know, 50 seats, of just looking at the person yeah. sitting in the <laughs> seat and going, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I wanted to sit there. That is one of my favourite things. <laughs> well, if I can't have my seat, i like Yeah, to well, that. that's it. That's it. Um, I think the other thing that I just quickly want to say is that we should probably record... This is, we're recording this in the daytime, which we don't normally do. We do weird. Wednesday nights it's quite like often. It's like 10am on a Saturday, and that's very strange. Which is epic for me, because I'm not a morning person. But what I've realised is, and I don't know if it's a combination of the new headphones... And the fact that it's morning or if it's just morning, yeah, my voice sounds so much better in the morning oh, really? like Before I've had the chance to get excited <laughs> and stress my vocal cords to that normal high-pitched sort yeah. of squeal That is my day-to-day speaking voice <laughs> I'm sort of hearing myself through the phones going, man, that's got some bass to it You're the velvet fog of the morning <laughs> I'm like the white Barry White Yeah <laughs> Well, look, let's just
1: skate over the bit where you were obviously about to pay me a similar compliment. Uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Happy to skate over that. (laughs) Yeah. And have a chat about the film. Yep. So, this is an interesting one because, like you said, I've made my opinions reasonably well known to you in a series of messages that I don't think left much to the imagination as to what I thought about the film. I can't remember the exact phrasing,
1: but the sentiment was certainly, saw the film... Uh, I don't know whether to commit
0: suicide Or if I've already been murdered by Sony <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty much it But I have no idea what you thought of it And yeah. I do need to go on the record Of you know I'm conscious that I've spent the last I don't know 15 episodes or so yep. Basically giving you a hard time Saying nah Spider-Man 2 is going to be The best film of the year yep. X-Men Days of Future Past Yeah, It's a close second But mm-hmm.
1: I was wondering what to do about that <sighs> Because, to be fair, you had been talking specifically about the trailers. Like, yep. this trailer is the best trailer. Mm. I would have to forensically go back through and see if you ever crossed over into... Oh, no, I did. This film Don't is worry. the best film.
0: I did. I was actually expecting you to have been hit by some sort of cosmic rays or gamma radiation <laughs> and actually float into the house today as a cloud of smugness yeah. before <laughs> manifesting itself into the human form that is Stefan. Yeah. Then you realise that's just how I operate. <laughs> so, why don't you, uh, why don't you start and, and shock me. Tell me what you thought about the film, Man. Stefan. Jeez. Well, I think, like, your opinions are at least succinct
1: uh, in that you seem to just fucking hate it. <laughs> but uh, I just found it really, like, as I walked out of the film, I rang Twin Nick. Yep. Who I'd talked to the previous night and he said, oh, I watched it. I'd be interested to talk to you about it. And as I walked out at like... Get your own podcast, Nick. <laughs> as I walked out at about midday, I was like, well, he's sort of an art guy. He's probably one person I know who's just free for a, to accept my bullshit about, I need to explain my feelings about Spidey <laughs> Um But I think broadly speaking, the film is deeply flawed and doesn't really work as a film and is trying to serve too many masters to be successful. Uh, but for me... It was sort of buoyed along by there were a few moments of probably Spider-Man in action and the characterization of Spider-Man when he's in the costume and swinging around and being a superhero that are the best depictions I've ever seen on screen of Spider-Man and the way that he actually operates as a superhero and is heroic and fights supervillains. And in those moments, I was like a weird... Solar beam of joy Just pointing at the screen and going like This is the best So It's one of those films that you walk out of And immediately have a huge catalogue list of things That just give you the shits And you don't understand why they had to be in the film Yep um, But I can't just write it off as a complete failure Because there were bits in it that I was like Oh man,
0: this is so good I've just realised so, the reason that we're on the LGBT media list Yeah Is that you know, if you and I think I've said this on air before, if mm. you weren't attached, I would totally marry you. <laughs> I, you walk, I went in with super high expectations. You walked in like this
1: is the movie of the summer. I walked in after the heat was gone, and all I knew was that it made you want to slit the old wrists. <laughs> so I was probably coming in with like, come on,
0: anything better than a solid yeah. gold nightmare factory, and I'm <laughs> going to be okay. I did drink a lot of beer afterwards. <laughs> I, I agree. It, it seemed to lack a bit of focus. Mm-hmm. For me, it, it seemed a little bit like it wasn't sure where it was going and what it was trying to do. Mm. Uh, I did, I, I'd really dig Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker, and I dig Emma Stone as as Gwen Stacy. Yep, uh, I did feel actually one of the one of the praises I do have for it, and it's it's a bit of a double edged sword kind of thing, mm-hmm. which would be like a pretty cool weapon. It would be. Why is a double-edged sword so bad? Like, you can cut two heads off like, left and right. Anyway, I want to get into that. <laughs> I think it's a context issue. But it was um, it was very much a Peter Parker movie, mm. I thought, rather than – and I've said this about uh, other films before where they focus on the alter ego, not the superhero, but the, the human component. And I, I thought it – if if you, if you treated it like that, I thought it did that quite well and it explored some really interesting stuff. And I think because Andrew Garfield does sort of – Fit into the role so well, where he's, you know, he's sort of a happyish kind of guy on the outside, and you know, he's sort of a bit of a wisecracking sort of a dude. Mm. But he he's got this sort of sadness inside him, which I, I kind of like that depth to to Spider Man, and you know, I like Batman for similar reasons, in that you've got this sort of tortured person underneath that puts on this exterior, and there's Batman and Spider-Man are obviously two very different exteriors, Mm. Uh, but I thought that Andrew Garfield brought a lot of depth to that sort of character, and he has some really funny moments in it, and as a Peter Parker film, I really enjoyed it. Mm. As a Spider-Man film, it just, I don't know, it just kind of let me down, I don't know, (laughs) <laughs> it you know, it's been it's been two weeks. I've only just started like this is the first day I've actually got out of bed, had a shower, put clothes on and, and gone about the normal world because I've been so, so depressed about this movie. Yeah. Um it it lacked for me, it lacked a lot of the charm that the first one had. Because I loved the first. Yeah. Th- not the first, first one, but the first of the Andrew Garfield mm. ones. And I was pleasantly surprised
1: about that one because yeah. I think we were the opposite like in that one, I walked in going, "This is going to be." I hate that this film exists. Yeah, yeah. Because it does not need. I do not need the origin again. And then they pissed me off
0: because they just sort of told it really well. And I was like, "Oh, fine, it was good." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one, this one lacked. It, it lacked the charm that the first one had for mm. me to be. To that's as, as succinct as I can put it without starting to cry again.
1: Yeah. Well, no one needs to see that. Uh, they would sort of embrace at the end, so we um I think like my main problem with the movie could probably be summed up by I was trying to think on the way here like a really succinct plot summary, yep, and the fact that that's really difficult can't do it is sort of the issue like uh you know Peter parker is spider man in the first he's struggling with uh a the sort of quintessential spider man thing in terms of like when he is Spider-Man, he is alive and he's doing amazing work and he's having a good time and he's spectacular and sensational and all those sort of things. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well um, done. But it sort of wrecks all the rest of his life. Like there's an amazing opening where he's uh, late for his graduation ceremony because he's stopping like a bank it's robbery, kind of control
0: thing. Yeah. Which is like textbook perfect amazing Spider-Man. And the dialogue in that's great. That's that's one of the funny sort of moments where he's having the conversation with Gwen on the mobile phone. and it's Yeah. Quite amusing. Uh, and from there, he's, sort of, he's struggling with his
1: relationship with Gwen Stacy, who's the love of his life, but he promised her dying father in the first film that he would not involve her in his life because, obviously, he's a superhero and all of superhero love ends in disaster. Yep. But he's chosen to ignore that. So, he and Gwen have this tortured romance and he's and dealing he's, with and the… And he's
0: tortured by the vision of, of Captain Stacy as well, which… Yeah. Any excuse to put Dennis Leary in a movie, I'm down with. Well, they agree because he rocks up every forty minutes, like (laughs) like clock, like
1: bam, 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 bam. I'm in this film. Still here. Yeah, Um, he's also dealing with not knowing what happened to his parents and where they came from and their legacy. Uh, and then you have uh, Electro who comes in with his own full story where he goes from dweeb to supervillain. And then his childhood friend, Harry Osborn, returns to town and is obviously wrapped up in this whole thing and he has his own thing going on. You have the relationship between Norman going on. and his son. And then you have all this other stuff about Shadowy Oscorp something setting up some anti-Spider-Man corporation, something or other. Uh, and there's just... So many movie.
0: There's in a here. lot going on. There's a it, it. It felt. I think as a result of all of that stuff, is it felt really rushed. Yeah. But at the same time, I also felt that it felt a little bit too long. I feel like they could have shaved thirty minutes off it, and it would have been a bit better, better oh, film.
1: Look, I think there were. I can see a really good film in there, but it feels like they've sat down at a like. You know, that overarching idea of Spider-Man 3 being a massive failure because Raimi wanted to tell the Sandman story and then the studio came in and said, you need to put Venom in there. Yeah. And you you can feel that just... You can feel mm-hmm. someone making a movie that's half the movie they want to make and half not the movie they want to make. It's like there's this dark, shadowy presence in the background. Exactly. Secretly From controlling space. things like some sort
0: of evil puppet master. <laughs>
1: And that's the thing, regardless of the veracity of that, it makes sense when you see what the movie looks like. Mm. Uh, And this one, I sort of feel the same. Like the studio has been quite vocal in saying that they want to expand the Spider-Man mythos out into an Avengers-style universe of films. Like we want a a Venom film and a Sinister Sticks film and continuing Spider-Man films and all these different films. And this feels like uh, a really good... Like zippy sequel that could have been really quick and fun and interesting, yeah. but they also feel they have to put all this stuff in there to build up to the next film, universe, and to build the Sinister Six films. And they also need to tell a story that they feel compelled to tell from the comics, which is one of Spider-Man's sort of cornerstone moments. And it doesn't really feel like they want to do that. They just mm. so they're sort of serving comic book fans, the movie, the franchise. And all this other stuff, and it just feels like uh, you can see the bits that sing, which they're invested in, but they've put all this other stuff in. And yep. I don't know if that's the case, but it's. It, that's what it feels like. It makes sense to me because perception is the more energy. powerful than reality, fools. Well, we are talking about sitting in a dark room and watching a guy with spider powers swing around, so exactly, yeah. Exactly,
0: exactly. I will, I will lump a little bit more praise on it before I just really sink into just, you know, yep. my usual hate fest. <laughs> Normally reserved for Michael Bay films. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some great, as a comic book movie, mm. ignoring everything else, if you watch this with the sound down, yeah. as a, which I <laughs> intend to do at some point, yeah. as a comic book movie, there is some phenomenal shots in here and there are some shots that are very, uh, they're like comic book panels... On screen And I think from that point of view This is probably the best comic book movie Maybe with the exception of the first Captain America Which I've said before I didn't I wasn't completely head over heels nuts for But Mm -hmm. I did enjoy But what I really liked about it Is they had some Some interesting sort of effects in there To provide the illusion that it was To sort of hint back to the fact that This has come from comic books as a medium This did it I think much more subtly And yet Obviously in a much more planned sort of a way where some of the action shots and some of the scenes of him flying around looked like they'd lifted panels straight out of a mm. I felt a bit like you know, when you look at those three D hologram pictures that give you sort of yeah. depth perception, it felt a little bit like that in places, like they'd sort of held the card up in front of the camera and then tilted it and you're like, Oh wow, it's in three D now. <laughs> well um, Yeah, my amazing cinematography in places. That's right. my other nerd brother, Kyle.
1: Had seen it and was like, regardless of anything else in the movie, and it's got its problems, you should see it. F- you should see it in the cinema for Spidey swinging around, uh, yeah. and that was a hundred percent legit. No, oh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm on record. Those guys were all playing Call of Duty and stuff, and riding the wave of where everybody was playing video games, and I was just playing Spider Man Two on Xbox over and over again because I just, <laughs> just the simple joy of swinging around as Spider Man was something I could never get anywhere else, and. Like, of all the the parts of my life that require attention, which I have not given attention, like fitness, stuff <laughs> like that, <or> education. <laughs> like, the one that has been properly served has been, like, the reading and digestion of Spider-Man stories. Yeah. Like, I've read a lot of Spider-Man stories. So, looked at on that level. The only, th- like, the thing the movie can give me that I can't get out of any other medium is that sort of thrill of seeing Spider-Man in action swinging around and that sort of thing. Yeah. And this movie, like, a billionty percent delivers billionty on that. percent? Yeah. It's a lot of percent. And just the way that they think it through, like, the way he moves around, it's not just some sort of looping screensaver animation of a guy swinging on a web or it's anything. It's no flying toasters swooping in, in the background. No, exactly. <laughs> like, he just... You know, he's swinging around and he's quickly like rappelling up the line to try and get more yeah. height and he's like bouncing off buildings and he's swinging around and he's changing direction and he's doing all this stuff. And it was just – those were the bits where I was like, fuck, man, this it is incredible. F- it felt fluid and natural,
0: didn't yeah. it? Yeah. It would be what you would imagine you would be like if you had the, the dexterity and uh, what's the other thing called? The proportional strength and speed of a spider. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah.
1: Why not? Exactly. And yeah, just the – Fine in the beginning where he's just like carefree spider-man guy where he's just making wisecracks at people and jumping on trucks and trying to juggle plutonium
0: canisters and that sort of thing like it was just really awesome that was a good scene with the plutonium canisters and
1: yeah yeah and there's a sequence in the middle like the and it's something i had complained about the original trilogy one of my main complaints with that was always that Uh, it really seemed to serve to minimise Spider-Man's involvement as a superhero. Like every one of those films, like his main involvement with crime is saving Mary Jane and every, every time one of those movies, the crescendo of each movie is the villain threatening Mary Jane to get to Peter Parker. Yep. So you kind of globally come away from it going like, He's a pretty shitty superhero. That's it. He's
0: just, you know, saving a bit of tail, really. That's right. He only puts the
1: webs on when Mary Jane's in trouble. You don't get that nice overarching view of Spider Man as hero of New York. Yeah. And this movie. And these do that much better. Yeah. There's that sequence sort of early on where it's just a really rapid fire montage of him saving people, and it's serving to show that. At that point in his life, he's got nothing going on except being Spider-Man. Do you know
0: what that? Do you know what I think that does really well is the first in the first three, they constantly forced the "with great power comes great responsibility" mm. down your throat, and the way they did that was they just kept repeating it over and over and over and over and over and over <laughs> again as part of the narrative. <laughs> Whereas this, I don't even think that it's. I think he half says it at one point and gets cut off. Yeah, um, but you you sort of take that message away from it much more that he, he's sort of doing it out of obligation to, uh, you know, the memory of Uncle Ben... But he he's he's living it instead of just having a narrator say it on the yeah exactly the screen. I feel like it should be in the first three movies. It should be sort of like a subliminal message where every <laughs> couple of seconds the words "with great power with come great responsibility" just sort of flash up on the screen. Oh yeah, God, I was almost just have Uncle Ben come in like the toasty Mortal Kombat guy every time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> every time he uppercuts somebody. Yeah, but this he sort of lives that mm. ethos yeah. a bit more. And he just there's little I was shades the of big words out on uh, yeah. Saturday
0: morning with my deep voice and my coffee. Welcome to level thirty. <laughs> Sorry.
1: And they have the um that traditional sort of you know news coverage and people distrust him and he's a vigilante and is he a hero or a menace and yeah. Jameson hates him and all that sort of thing. But you see uh, the dynamic I really like is that they they gesture to that like of course broadly speaking the media are going to be distrustful of him, but whenever he interacts with whenever Because, of course, if there's an enormous, horrible crime and a guy swings down and saves a baby, everyone cheers. Yeah. And the the cops have, like, their professional line but they help him out and there's like – it just cuts to him like – using a fire hose that all the other firefighters are holding. And he's like, thanks, guys. And they're all like, yay. Yay. What a team. And I just really, like, it's the first time I've seen Spider-Man depicted as just a, a, a hero who's having a good time and doing good work. And it was just, fucking oh, man, it was so good. And not as clawing as... Say Spider Man 2 in the original trilogy, where they do it with Tobey Maguire getting passed through a train and there's strings, and everyone's like, You do it, man. He's just a kid. You're going to save everyone. He's just like us. Maybe we'll be okay one day before we <laughs> die alone. Like this one, they just,
0: they just so Spider Man being awesome. Yeah. It's great. Look, I've got to add the uh, directors and writers and whatever, because this was written by the, the two guys who did the Transformers films. Oh, really? Well, but who also did Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. Uh, mixed bags. Yeah, very mixed bags. But I've got to add them to the list of, we'll call them celebrities who I assume listen to this show. Yeah. Purely friends because of the podcast. Friends, of, <laughs> friends of level 30 uh, all over Hollywood, except for you, Sam Jackson. I've completely forgotten where I was going with that. No, I remembered where I was going with that. Amazing. <laughs> Spectacular. They've addressed one of your other complaints in that he sits down in front of the computer, and I have to think that we played a part in this. Yeah. And uses Google this time instead of Bing. Yeah. And actually finds out a whole bunch (laughs) of stuff about his parents. Exactly. In the first one, Bing doesn't find out shit. That's it. This one, Googles it up, fires up the Googles, and then boom, finds the secret underground subway base. I did. I was happy about that because the first scene is like a. Comic book movie staple Of like a weird fight In an
1: airplane Yep Uh, And the whole thing Centres around a fight For a Sony Vio
0: laptop Oh the product placement In this movie Was gratuitous And there's
1: like Two people wrestling To their death In a crashing airplane Like pulling a laptop Back and forth Vio logo Full screen (laughs) It's like a coke ad Where in the middle Someone's going Cut you need to show The logo (laughs) As you choke
0: (laughs) And I'm like Oh man that's upsetting Oh they did it with everything There were so many Phones and TVs And It it actually And PlayStation, I think, was in there as well. Mm -hmm. And then all the the billboards around uh, Times Square were all featuring Sony. And it upset me a little bit because not that many people use that much Sony (laughs) gear. I was like, where's the MacBook Airs? And where's the... I uh, can buy into
1: the fact that this boy has been bitten by a spider and given radioactive powers, but not enough Sony
0: penetration in the market for that. Exactly. And look, Marvel really need to think about... How they handle this across franchises, I think Because Mm -hmm. we're seeing different stuff You know, I mentioned in Captain America Everybody's cranking the Android stuff Yeah And yet Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., everybody's got Microsoft hardware Oh, really? And I I can't... I can't deal with that. I can't. I feel like link you are one of things six
1: people that sits in that Venn diagram of probably who will uh, buy into any comic book
0: sci-fi. But if the wrong handset is on screen, you're like suspension of disbelief well, fails. I, t- I tweeted the other day that uh, on Agents of Shield, which I, ch- I want to talk about in an upcoming episode because I've just finished the entire everything of that. Shazam. Uh, but I tweeted the other day that, oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they're all using Microsoft Surfaces and stuff like that. And yep. another guy I know tweeted back, uh, yeah, they do that in Arrow as well, which I've, I've not seen Arrow. I don't know if you've no. watched it or not. But, yeah, apparently that's Microsoft have kitted that out with It's That's the closest we we'll get to a DC Marvel crossover, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> sending text messages to each other. Yeah.
1: Other things that were awesome, I thought, uh, yeah, Peter and Gwen, whenever they were on screen together, like they were both really, like the chemistry. The between chemistry those is great, and it's probably because they're you know doing it in real life. <laughs> but isn't there? Because there's that Friends episode where uh, Joey's worried that his co-star, who's his girlfriend, is sleeping with someone, and they're like, "No, as long as there's chemistry, it means that it's unrequited. But as soon as they do it, it'll disappear." Mm. So I don't know. Maybe they waited till the end of the film. Maybe. But they were really good. I thought uh, Harry Osborne's
0: story and performance was really great. Yeah. Yeah, I liked uh, him. I liked Norman as well. Yeah. Uh, he was – because you got – he's sick in the film. I don't think that's a spoiler because we know that from the first, first movie that he's not a well man. Yeah. Uh, and you sort of get this sense of evilness mm. sort of emanating from him and you, you really get the strained relationship with, uh, between Norman and Harry – and yep. the fact that he's a bit of an absentee father or whatever But at the same time you get this other bit where you glimpse him through Oscorp promotional material and stuff like that Where he is all about Well, this is how we're going to make the world a better place And he's this sort of entrepreneurial mm. For the betterment of mankind Oh, by the way, I'm also flogging some stuff off to the military And trying to build a race of super evil Hardcore well, that's what villains and stuff
1: I like Because Norman Osborn in the comics is basically a crazy psycho Yeah uh, and I like when the movies are able to translate the essence of the character into something that makes a bit more sense. Like, yeah,
0: it's not too over overdone yeah. and too melodramatic. It's and they believable. Just, yeah, and they show you that he's
1: been this sort of benevolent force in the universe but give you enough information to go, yeah, it's basically his entire life, which has accidentally ended up revolutionising science and medicine for the better, has all just been a really cynical ploy to, to stay alive. Yeah. And he's been quite happy to do... Whatever it takes Like if someone Like if Galactus came down And said Well you can live As long as you let me eat the earth He'd be like Soul I thought Jamie Foxx Did a really good job Even though I had like Massive
0: problems With the whole electro thing Uh, But he was cool He was brilliant It's weird to see Jamie Foxx As uh, the sort of Bumbling Friendless Little bit unhinged Matt Dillon Because Mm. uh, Sorry Max Dillon um, yeah. <laughs> cut <be> that out <laughs> Different Geek cred Minus minus <laughs> wow, wow. Um, Because we I, I think I'm used to seeing him In films Where he's a very uh, You know He's a very powerful Strength of presence Yeah Kind of character And so I sort of Had some reservations About How he would how He would fit. I thought he'd probably make a reasonable electro, but mm. having watched some of the bits of him in the trailers, I was like, ah, I don't know, this is going to feel a bit contrived. But he's really kind of good as a, he basically plays a loser Yeah, and does a really good job of it. So oh man, so loser. I got behind that. I did find it. I oh, will keep on the. Do you have any other positive things to say? No, I've got a, That's heap a leading question. I've got a heap <laughs> of hate to spill. <laughs> And we're at about 36 minutes, so... All right, bam, rapid fire, hate round. Oi, oi, oi. Augusto here. How about these assholes having a cliffhanger ending again? They don't even give you a funny Easter egg beat at the end this week. They leave it to me to let you know the rest of this Spider-Man stuff will be here for you next week. I should be working on my farm, not covering for these unprofessional douchebags. Oy, yo.